Want to build a thriving business while making a much bigger impact in the world? By becoming known as an influential voice in your industry? The choice versus just a choice with your ideal client? That's exactly what you're going to learn as I interview business experts, industry thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are in the trenches making their mark so you can too. This is the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, if you are not on Google, then guess what? Your competitors are taking business away from you. Joining me on today's show is Brandon Leibowitz. Brandon runs and operates SEO Optimizers, and he's been doing that since 2007. They are a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small business and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which then in turn converts into clients, into sales and leads. So on today's show, Brandon's going to share how we can get more traffic to our websites using SEO. He's going to talk about how to optimize our website so that we can get more sales and more leads, as well as how to properly use social media marketing for our businesses. So lots to talk about today. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you for having me on today. I would imagine that uh, since 2007, there are a lot of changes that have happened with Google and SEO and so forth. Let's start off with what are the most common misconceptions that you still see and hear entrepreneurs today get it wrong when it comes to SEO? What would be the top ones that are doing damage rather than helping us to be found? A big part of SEO is getting what are called backlinks, getting other websites to talk about you. And the more websites that talk about you, that are related to what you're doing, the more trust Google's going to give to you and the higher they're going to rank you. But a lot of people don't know that they need to build backlinks or they build the wrong type of backlinks. And instead of ranking higher, they're actually going to do more harm than good. So backlinks are really what Google's whole algorithm started off with. That's how Google got popular. And it's changed a lot how they look over the years at the backlinks, but still backlinks are a big part of the algorithm. Yeah, fantastic. We'll talk a little bit, I'm sure, uh, about that uh, in in the things that you want to share. So for people, and I'm sure everybody has heard of SEO, what it is and some of the things that we should be doing, but I think it's always good to get your definition of what SEO is and what we should be doing. What are the things that we should really be doing when it comes to SEO uh, to get more traffic to our website? So what are some of the things that uh, we need to know about SEO and how would you define SEO? Well, SEO is search engine optimization. And that means optimizing websites to rank on essentially Google. Google kind of runs the show with when it comes to search engines. And when you search on Google, there's ads at the top. Those are all paid ads. You're paying anytime someone clicks on that website, that website is paying Google a couple cents per click could be a couple of dollars, it could be a couple hundred dollars per click, it could be quite expensive. But right below the ads are the organic listings and there's 10 spots on that first page of Google. And SEO is just trying to get you in the free listing so you're not spending money on paid ads. And so when we're looking at our website then um, and we're wanting to rank and in 
or underneath some of those paid ads, what would be some of the must-dos when it comes to being found when someone is doing a, a search? What are some of the things we need to know about that? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of different things that Google's looking at. And I always say, well, there's over 200 ranking factors, but I say it's like a puzzle. There's a lot yeah. of pieces to that puzzle, but some are larger than others. So there's a lot of things going into the coding and making the changes to all these technical places because what Google sees and what we see is different. Google is just looking in the coding for you to put keywords in different places, but one place that you don't need to know or have to go into the coding is just adding more content to your website, meaning what? more text. The more text you have, the easier it is for search engines to read, understand and actually know what keywords you're focusing on. And this is for every page on your website. The more pages you have, the more keywords you could optimize for as well, because each page can only target about three to five words max. Mm. After that, it kind of loses relevancy. So the more pages you have, the better off you're going to be. But also those pages need text. It can't be images or videos. They can kind of understand that stuff, but they're not fully there yet. They really rely heavily on text. The more text, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And when you're talking about more pages and it, if people have, say, a WordPress web, website, you're talking about pages, but you can also have blog posts. So this is articles. So, you know, entrepreneurs can really be sharing thought leadership and create some you know, valuable content in what they're sharing. So if you you were talking about coding then um, and being a very important part too, but of course what a lot of business owners do, particularly entrepreneurs who are specialists in their field, they know the importance of creating content. So could, what? and you talked about bigger pieces of the puzzle, are there things that we are not doing, say maybe there's the top three when it comes to coding that we need to look at or get someone to support us because we could be writing great content, but it may just not be found because we haven't taken into consideration some of the coding that we may not be familiar with. Are there some codings that really help then that information to be found when you're publishing it on your website? Yeah, there are a lot of places and it gets a little technical. So I don't know how technical you want to get because it's kind of tough because. Well, let's just list some of those. Out. I mean, at the moment, let's, let's build awareness for people to, so that they, they at least know where to have and start to have that conversation about what they should be looking for. Yep. So unfortunately with the technical side, every platform is going to be a little bit different. So when I tell you all these places, you're going to have to either figure out where these are the best way yeah. to go is just searching Google, like how to optimize yeah. the title tag, for example, for WordPress, if you're using WordPress, or how to optimize the title tag for Shopify, if you're using Shopify, or how to optimize my SEO title tag for Wix, if you're using Wix, because each platform is going to be a little bit different, or if it's custom coded, or you might have a web developer, but more in places or important aspects is, well, first you want to do keyword research, mm -hmm. figure out what keywords to put in the coding. And then once you figure out what keywords you want to use, then you uh, put them in the title tag. That's the most important place is SEO page title tag. It's that blue clickable link that shows up in Google when you're searching. So when you search on Google, there's that blue clickable link. That's SEO title tag. That black text underneath it is the SEO meta description. The title tag is about 60 characters. After that, it gets kind of cut off and Google kind of stops looking after 60 characters or around there. So you want to try to squeeze in as many keywords as possible without repeating yourself. That is the most important place. The meta description, that black text underneath it, it's about 160 characters. And that should just describe what that page is about, usually in like two to three sentences. So 
quickly describing what that page is about with the call to action. A lot of people don't put a call to action there, which I feel is just kind of wasted space because if you're ranked number five, but you offer free shipping and no one else offers free shipping, you put that in that meta description, that's going to hopefully get people to want to click on your listing versus someone else. If you're an e-commerce website or if you're a service-based business, you can put your phone number or your email address or something to help differentiate yourself. Maybe stand out a little bit more in that meta description, but the SEO title tag is where you have to put the keywords. That's the most important place. Then you want to make sure your images, when you upload them to your website, before you upload them, don't just name them image001.jpg, but upload it with a file name that has descriptive words in it because Google can't read images. They're getting better at it, but they really rely heavily on the file name. And when you yes. upload it to your website, every platform is going to be different. They might ask for like a title, description, a caption, but all what matters is an alt tag. So yeah. alt tag or alternative text is what Google looks at as well to help understand what that image is about because not every website or back in 20, 10 years ago, not everyone had websites that displayed images. Most websites or most people have access to computers that display images, but 10, 15, 20 years ago, not everyone had websites that could display images. But more importantly, if you're visually impaired, Google wanted to make sure the website's accessible to anyone and everyone. So if you are visually impaired or had a website or a computer that didn't display images, there are these things called screen readers that would read out the text on the page. But when they get to images, they don't know what to read. So they would look at the alt text. So I Google said the alt text is really important for usability and user experience to make sure everyone can use the internet. So alt text and the file name is really important. And that's going to help you show up also in Google image searches. So sometimes when you search in Google, not only do websites appear, but images appear. So if you optimize your images, they potentially could show up in the Google search results, or you could even search Google images for specific that's images and you could show up there and just tap into more free traffic. But there's so many other places like the content is very important, making sure you have good keyword, keyword rich content, mm -hmm. the content links to other pages on your website, because Google follows the links on your website and you want to interlink them to other pages that make sense and that kind of hierarchy and the structure and that actually is probably one of the more important aspects too, is the site structure and hierarchy is how you build out the site, how you categorize it. If you're an e-commerce website, mm -hmm. how do you set up the different categories and collections? If you're a service-based business, make sure you list out all the services you offer in a way that makes sense because mm -hmm. that is so very important. If you have it all cluttered, Google's going to get confused. So I would even say site structure is probably one of the more important aspects too. site structure, content, yes. then all this other technical stuff the like header tags and sitemaps and schema.org, which is a coding language that Google Bing and Yahoo made like 10 years ago that enhances your mm -hmm. listing. So sometimes when you're searching, you'll see like stars in the search results, or you'll see like prices, or if it's a recipe, you'll see the recipe in the Google search results. It's all from mm -hmm. schema. And if you incorporate schema.org into your website, that will potentially get you shown in that those rich snippets, featured snippets, all okay. these other little bonuses that Google will give out. And that's one that not many people really know or utilize because it's kind of tricky. It's like yes. you have to learn another coding language, but there's free tools out there that will code it all for you. And then there's a free, I think it's called structured data checker from Google that will mm -hmm. check to make sure that schema structured data is properly set up and implemented. And then you could potentially get more list or enhance your listing with stars and reviews and all these other things.
Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that that in and of itself, uh, I think it's just so valuable. And I, I love how you also mentioned, and I think this beautifully segues into how we can continue to optimize our, our website to get more sales and leads. And you talked about disorganization or a bit of chaos with the, the way in which we structure our websites. And I guess you're talking about the menu at the top and how are people going to easily find things. And when we think about Google, they're going to look and try and, and see if our websites make sense so let's talk a little bit about that because I think if people aren't even getting that correct then all of the other things that you've talked about is just not going to get the benefit out of doing all of the tags the right tags and so forth so would an example be that if you were looking at say some of the uh, the menu bar and the drop down boxes so if you if you're a service-based provider you might have something like our programs and then the drop down box would list the various programs and each program had a different page. Are you talking about that and that if you had it all muddled and it was hard to find for an individual, it would certainly be hard to find for Google. And if they don't understand it, it it damages then or it it limits your ability to be found. Is that what you're saying? If, If Google can't navigate its way through how you've set up your website, it's going to inhibit the way that you are found and the way that they place you in the search search engine? Yeah, they're just going to get confused and not know what keywords to rank you for or get lost and they might not find all the pages on your website. So that's kind of the hindrance is you're not going to get all that value that you or all that hard work and time that you put into it. It's not going to pay off because Google's going to get confused and they're just not going to know what to do because they're just a robot. And the easier it is you make for them, the more they're going to reward you with more rankings. Are there, is there a recommended amount of, um, you know, at the top, the menu bar that you should have? Because there was a, there's someone that I read just recently or a comment that I read just recently that said, we really recommend our clients only have like a one page website rather than multiple pages. But I'd imagine that if you only have one page, it's going to make it very difficult. What do you say about that? Should you just have a page that's one side? And then of course the menu up the top, will just bookmark itself, I would imagine, to down lower in the the web page. So one page website versus a website that has multiple pages that are dedicated to those keywords and phrases. What what are your thoughts on that? Those one page websites are called Parallax and they were pretty popular like five, 10 years ago, but it's that trade-off between SEO and design web developers. Like aesthetically, it looks nice, but for SEO, one page means you can only target three to five keywords. So if you want to target more keywords, you got to create more pages and make it easier for Google because one page doesn't give Google much context about what that website's about. It's really thin and it's not going to rank at all for SEO for landing page. If you want to run paid ads, that's okay. But for SEO, it's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. So for someone who really wants to position themselves as a trusted authority, um, you're better off really having a a website that will allow you to focus on specific areas and and keywords and create great valuable content that others will want to link to. Let's talk about this as well. You talked about... um, Previously, you know, the the backlinks, people were just any website that gets listed and there was a lot of, um, I think, I don't know if the term was used, black hat kind of, you know, tactics, those kind of things, which could penalise your your site. So what you're saying is you want to get listed by other reputable sites that have 
you know, linked to say articles and other things that you've written as well. If someone is only just starting in, in um, even a strategy in that, what would be some of the things that you would recommend they do to get backlinked like high quality sites? You could look at your competitors' backlinks. That's always a good starting point is see who ranks on, or yeah, see who ranks on that first page of Google for your keywords and using mm-hmm. different tools. You have to pay for them, but tools like Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush, you know, you have to pay for them, but you just kind of pick one and it'll show you any of your competitors' backlinks. And then one by one, you can start reaching out to those sites that are linking out to your competitors and try to figure out what happened. How did they get a backlink? Did, did they write an article? Did they get an interview on this website? Maybe they were interviewed on like the New York times.com and then you can reach out to the author or editor that wrote that article and see if they could potentially interview you or maybe see your competitor was listed in like a top 10 list. And nice. in that list, there's a website that's broken or no longer in business. And you can reach out to the writer of that article and tell them, hey, see, you wrote this article. It's really great, but there's a broken link in here. This website's no longer in business. Can you add me into this list? Or maybe they have a Yelp listing. So you created this listing on Yelp or they're in the BBB or Chamber of Commerce and you kind of just become a detective and see what what they've done and look at all their backlinks. Because if they're on that first page of Google, it's more than likely because of those backlinks. And if you could build similar backlinks, Google should reward you with similar rankings. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I know that a lot of um, our listeners uh, recognize the benefit of having a podcast. Are there things that they could be doing with podcasts to help them um, be found, be searchable? What Can you share some insights about that and how we could be, um, you know, leveraging SEO when it comes to our podcasts and episodes? Definitely with the text. So Google can't read or understand images or videos or audio yet. So if you just have a lot of audio or a lot of video content, but no text supporting it, it's not going to help out much. So if you could transcribe or timestamp or summarize, that's going to really help out in text. That's going to really have a big impact because that's how Google, Google feeds off content. The more content you have and doesn't have to be Google, any of these platforms feed off text. So text is really going to help out and get you more, get you more keywords because we're ranking for more keywords because now they're going to see all that content and know with more confidence what this actual content is about. So like the title is really important. When you upload the episode, the file should have a descriptive file name that describes what that episode is about. Yeah. Fantastic. Now let's talk about social media. How can we be using social media to the best of of um, the way that we can be using it to to market for our business. What are some of the things that we need to know here? Uh, you just need to know who your audience is and what platforms they're going to be active on. You don't need to be everywhere. You just got to figure out who your audience is, what platforms are they on, and how do I get in front of them at those times? If they're not on social media, then maybe social media is not where your audience is. If they are on yeah. social media, then you should definitely focus on it. But Try to take a step back and think if you were looking for your product or service, where would you go? Like if you're looking for a dentist, would you go on Facebook? Maybe, but probably might go on Google first. And then maybe after you've found them and checked them out on Google, you look at their social media to make sure it's like social proof, to make sure they're real, legitimate, credible, have reviews or have status updates. But if you're like a sporting team, like I think for like basketball, something like that, Social media is going to be huge. So it's all about just knowing who your audience is and where to be and what platforms to be on. 
Does social um, do social media platforms also get searched by Google? Like if you created a post, say on Twitter or um, say on LinkedIn or some of those platforms, is that searchable or not? Only Twitter. Everything else is blocked because they're all competitors. But Google's partnered with Twitter a long time ago, and the tweets will show up in Google. But everything else is blocked. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Okay. So again, so all of the things that you spoke about earlier, um, if we're looking at a uh, writing a tweet or, or a post on Twitter, you would want to make sure that um, the words that you used had those keywords, maybe some hashtags that if people were following um, and searching for that, that would show up and, and Google would certainly rank you higher. I did not know that. What about, I've, we've done this in the past before too, and I wonder if this will either enhance or maybe does nothing. Love your um, thoughts on this. If you've got a couple of posts that you may have shared on Twitter, embedding them into, say, if you do a post on your website that just adds a little bit more, you know, kind of creativity, a different way to, to them to follow you, say, on that platform. Does that help with, with searchability too or not really necessarily? No, I don't think that helped too much. You want it the other way around. You want people coming to your website. You don't want to be linking out to other websites. You're just okay. helping Twitter rank higher by doing that. What you want to do is have other websites linked to you and that's going to rank you higher. Yes. Okay. All right. So so that's a good point to make then. So um, that that's interesting. So if you link to your website or a post from Twitter, that's not necessarily going to minimise your – because some posts, you know, like Facebook or LinkedIn, they like to keep you into – you know, onto their platform. But if you do it on Twitter to your website, that's not going to be minimised because Google, as you said, um, uh, kind of aligns with Twitter. Is that correct? So web links from Twitter is, is, is okay then? You're not going to get um, stopped by, by Google if you include links back to your website? Well, Google's blocked from all social media except for Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> the only one that Google could read, but the backlinks don't count for SEO. No, 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 no. But at least if someone finds your post and you provide a little bit of snippet and it's your ideal client, they think, I need to know a little bit more. If you provide a link where they can find out more, maybe more of an article or a podcast episode that people can listen to, they have the option then to be able to listen to the full episode by going back to your website. That would be how you could use that then. Um, yeah, usually it's for branded searches. So if you're searching for like Target, You'll see in three big boxes their most recent tweets. So you can see yes. the most ones. But hashtags, if you just use a hashtag target, they're not going to show you in that, unfortunately. So okay. it's so only for branded searches and it's not going to really help out unless you're that brand. But it is nice that Google shows that. So Twitter does have some impact in the search results, whereas everything else is going to be blocked where it's not going to show any recent status updates. But Twitter yeah. will show their most recent tweets in there. But we'll see yeah. how long that lasts. Yeah, that, that's a good point to know. When you talk about branded content, you mean um, a well-known organisation, a well-known brand. Yeah, or if you just search my company name or my personal name, you'll see my most recent tweets because I have my own personal Twitter. I have a company Twitter. So yeah. those will show up. 
Interesting. Interesting. I, um, yeah, never considered that, um, which is uh, wonderful. So, I mean, you've spoken about so much today. We have just scratched the surface. As you said, there are over 200 ways that Google will search things to be able to know where to rank something. So we've only, I think, just scratched the surface on those. If people want to find out more, Brandon, about what you do and how you can support them, I guess they would look look up seooptimizers.com to, uh, to reach out to you or do you have a favorite or preferred platform uh, online? So I actually create a special gift for everyone that's listening or watching. If they go to my website, seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. They can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years I've thrown up for free so they could see step-by-step how to do a lot of stuff that we've been talking about and also, if they want to book some time on my calendar for a free website analysis, I'm happy to check out their website from an SEO point of view and see what's working and what's not working. And they can book some time on my calendar for free there as well. Terrific. Well, thank you so much for that generous offer, Brandon. And thank you for sharing those insights. I know my my mind is spinning on certain things that we certainly need to, to check. But it's one of those things, isn't it? You just um, continue to do that consistently high quality content, um, leverage the different social media platforms. But if you've got high quality content that other sites would find valuable too, they may very well link um, to to that particular post or, or page that you have provided. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition, or new clients you'd hope for, and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads, and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace, and you've Position yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.